Martin Minerick has been um, with us for quite a long time. You've been to just about every martial arts studies conference and you are a scholar of Taekwondo in many ways. Martin, how are you doing? I'm fine. Thank you. Nice to see you, Paul, and uh, thank you for having me today. Yeah, it's good to talk to you again. I haven't seen yeah. you for a while. Yeah. The time I saw you was at the, the last conference, um, yeah. which, was, which was a lot of fun. Um, so you, you kind of, you, you, you've just finished your PhD, which is all about Taekwondo, and we'll talk about that right, yeah. in a little while. But what, what led you to doing a PhD on, on Taekwondo? Yes, yeah, so basically um, I'm practicing uh, martial arts and mainly Taekwondo since my youth. And um, I studied uh, theater, film and media studies in Vienna. And during my, my studies, I somehow came to the, um, came to the impression that uh, Taekwondo is a quite theatrical martial art. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, because of that, I, I was thinking that maybe to do a bit more study on that uh, uh, connection between uh, taekwondo and uh, martial and uh, performance art or theater and that's uh, what i did in my um, master's thesis then i analyzed um, taekwondo as performance art you could say mm -hmm. like the, um, the uh, parts of taekwondo which are like demonstration and competition mm -hmm. uh, but also the training so uh, i analyze also the training as a performance so that uh, training is not only um, something for preparation for like let's say violent conflict or competition or whatever but uh, training has a certain meaning for itself and this is expressed in in training as performance you could say okay so you 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 before you are a practitioner of taekwondo and also you are interested in theater and, uh, and and drama studies generally right. um so when you say performance i mean the word performance has a lot of potential meanings because when people think of performance and you connect that with the theater people might think of acting so do you does is that what you mean by performance or do you mean like sports performance uh you know what that word has a, has a lot of unpacking required right so um I mean, when we when you talk about this from the theoretical perspective, um, and according to Richard Schechner, there are different uh, ways of viewing, in this case, martial arts as performance. One thing or one perspective might be to um, see martial arts as performance, like um, when, when martial arts, for example, is being um, performed in front of an audience, for example, or uh, to see um, martial arts not being a performance, but to analyze it as a performance, like to have this, um, uh, let's say, scientific or academic uh, goggles through which you view martial arts as performance. And I was um, thinking about Taekwondo as um, not being something like, um, let's say, maybe acting, mm -hmm. that you pretend to be something, but uh, that you maybe buy practicing martial arts, you're also possibly representing what, what martial arts is or what, what Taekwondo is and uh, maybe what it means to you. And so in this, uh, in this sense, you, you perform Taekwondo by performing it in the training. Yeah. So it's all about 
I mean, I'm thinking when you when you're speaking, it's about the kind of the gaze, some kind of gaze of the other. So when you go to a class, you know you're being watched, and you know you have to, you you have to, you want to do the the, the ideal or the perfect performance, right, yeah. the same as if you're on a stage. So we're always, well, if we're if we're training, if we're in a class, we're on a stage, effectively, sure. because we're being. I mean, yeah, you, you, you're being watched by your uh, classmates. Uh, you are being watched by um, your instructor. Um, but you're also, um, you could say you, you're being watched by yourself in a way. So you, also, you, you constantly are, are uh, watching yourself and, um, and adjusting your, your, your movements to that so, so that it fits a certain uh, image you, you, you have of yourself or you want to have of yourself. Mm -hmm. about practicing so um, maybe these three um, perspectives uh, are, are in here yeah so in your experience in your theorizing and your observing and research are there different types of ways to perform taekwondo is there is there a german way is there a masculine way is there a korean way or or is it just individual or is it cultural uh, it is all of that, what you just said. <laughs> and, um, this is also the main problem, I think, when, when, when you talk about the question what, what Taekwondo is or what martial arts is. For me, um, um, the key concept here is performativity. So um, martial arts or Taekwondo is always that what is performed, you know. So um, it's, it's difficult to say Taekwondo is this and that. Taekwondo is, uh, can be this and another moment can be that. So it has all these uh, all these spheres that, that, that you were just talking about. Of course, when you, um, when you watch Taekwondo being performed in, in a certain dojang in Korea, mm -hmm. it may look completely different than, than what you may see here in, in, in Germany, for example. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe the funny thing is uh, that here in Germany, for example, Taekwondo is perceived much more traditionally than it is in Korea, for example. In Korea, it's, um, it's, it's, it's heading in, in this direction, what, what you were talking about with Uyo Mönig, mm. that um, Taekwondo is mainly some, um, some pastime activity for children or mm. some sportive event, um, competition-wise. Yeah. And uh, in Germany, you see still many schools that perceive Taekwondo as a very traditional martial arts, you know, where, mm -hmm. where you have um, certain or very, very strict rules you have to follow in training. And uh, the, the teacher is some sage kind of uh, figure and things like that. So there are, of course, there are very, um, very many differences between mm -hmm. So you, when you talk about um, Taekwondo as, as a theatrical martial art, I mean, do, do you think that it's particularly unique or do you think that the kind of arguments and insights you have about Taekwondo would apply to other martial arts or do you think it's particularly dramatic or it's, it has a particular type of flourish to its execution mm. that is maybe relatively unique or... Not all martial arts do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, again, it's uh, the question how you or what is the specific perspective? Is the perspective to, to 
view Taekwondo as a theatrical martial arts or martial arts itself, or is the, are the, the, the glasses or the goggles you, you look through um, this analytic perspective and you can analyze all martial arts, I think, um, from the perspective of theatricality with uh, the symbolic meanings and features that are present um, in, the, in the training, for example. But I think um, the very theatrical aspect of Taekwondo, of course, is um, um, this whole sphere of uh, foot techniques and kicking and um, the jumping and turning and um, everything like that. This is very theatrical, I think, uh, which also um, maybe separates Taekwondo from other martial arts. Um, then again, there is this... Um, I mean, it's not a new trend, but it's not not that old still um, in Taekwondo of uh, Taekwondo demonstrations where they mix um, Taekwondo movement with uh, K-pop music and um, dance movements. Mm -hmm. And um, sometimes they also um, put a little uh, plot in there. So um, I've seen some performances where the topic is, for example, um, the colonization of Korea by by Japan and there are these figures uh, representing Japanese soldiers and Taekwondo performances and there are fought against um, so you see this um, recently a lot in Taekwondo mm -hmm. and uh, of course all these practices with um, um, fighting but staged fighting you know this yeah. partner exercises where one one is attacking and the other one yeah, yeah. Um, um, blocking and then attacking so this could also be viewed as kind of theatrical staging in in, in my perspective okay i think as you're talking i'm thinking about um it might be something to do with that distance between the practitioners the opponent the combatants because say like let's say for example in wrestling or or, or Brazilian jiu-jitsu mm. there's no space for that that type of performance I mean maybe yep. you can execute a technique with a flourish but it's because of the the the, the intimate sort of um, the immediate intimate touch that you, you can't really do the same kind of flourishes that you can if you right. do a, if you're doing a fantastic kick and you execute that beautifully there's the option to do the whole Jackie Chan like we have to, Jackie Chan says it's about the ending. It's about the way that you end. Yes. So in, in his choreography, it's like you do a punch or something, then you have to end it really, really dramatically and sit down in some kind of pose. Right. I mean, it, there are a lot of um, martial arts, like say the uh, different types of Kung Fu, uh, Wushu, like Choi Li Foot and Hungar. They're very dramatic. In mm. fact, maybe all classical traditional martial arts, which are form-based or kata-based or pattern-based, they, they often have the, the huge um, finishing and, and maybe, maybe Taekwondo falls into that category of, of a martial art where because it's distant and because there's that visual dimension, like when you're wrestling someone, you can't see what, what the hell's going on. Yeah, it's mostly about touch and sensing and uh, things like yeah. that. Right? Which is not to say it's not about <clears throat> beautiful movement and beautiful, beautiful performance, mm. but like there's something unique about kicking, isn't there? Like uh, dramatic kicks of Taekwondo or Capoeira, they're just like, they are a spectacle. 
in a way that many other martial arts couldn't hope to be. Yeah, and also meaning-wise, it's what what you were uh, writing. I think that uh, kicking or the kick is the the embodiment of martial artness in a way. <laughs> yeah. I, th I I kind of do think that. I think that for me. Uh, so I'm thinking about this again. I, I thought about it a lot in the past, but there's a conference on, it's called something like Taekwondo and the Olympics or something. Do you know this conference that's coming up in, in November? And it's yeah, we'll be presenting there. I, I hand it in an abstract. And I yeah. So I, the, they asked me to, 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 to contribute something. And I thought, well, I don't know anything about the Olympics. And I don't like to think about it as a sport. Mm. And I just think in the ways that it's framed and the ways that it's talked about, if you say it's a sport or it's a martial art or it's, it's life and death or something, it's very limiting because what you're getting at is the delight, the joy, the satisfaction of it. And I, this is where I've always been. I loved martial arts as a child and a teenager mm. because of the, there's something indefinable in the beautifully executed high kick. It's just... It's exquisite. It's like it's it's aesthetic. It's physical. It's beautiful. It's dramatic. It's got everything. I mean, that's the way you want to talk about it, right? Yeah, in a way, yeah. And um, to come back to the point that you were mentioning that um, that you need this um, this space, I think you you, you called it um, to 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 execute this kind of techniques and um, do this kind of uh, stuff um, in in theater studies in Germany, you call this concept Konsequenzverminderung. Uh, so like the, um, um, the reduction of consequences, you could say. Okay. This is uh, one, one aspect of theatrical settings. One thing is this uh, reduction of consequences and uh, this reduction of consequences then again um, creates the space for the elevation of technique in a way. Mm. So that the technique doesn't have to be, um, how do you say, uh, practical maybe. So the practicality um, gets, gets down mm. uh, and uh, the, the technique can be elevated then in an aesthetical way. So this of course is, uh, is the case in uh, martial arts that are kata based for example. Mm -hmm. this reduction of consequences by not simply not having a partner that mm -hmm. can uh, um, disturb you in the aesthetic uh, execution. <laughs> Stop spoiling it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. my kick to look better than this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. And in Taekwondo competition, for example, there you have uh, this specific rule set that, that enables you to, to focus or to concentrate on these uh, kind of, aesthetic um, kicking and movement by um, by punishing um, grabbing the opponent or punching mm -hmm. the opponent to the head or attacking mm -hmm. the opponent's groin for example so by uh, uh, reduce consequences it allows uh, the practitioner then to uh, execute this flashy kicks and um, whatever mm -hmm. Okay, so what about the consequences of your uh, PhD? What, what's your what's your main argument, and how did you how did you kind of go about demonstrating your case? Or can you repeat that? Um, <laughs> so um, again. The, the the 
what are the what are the consequences of um, your argument? Do you think? I mean, who are you arguing for? Is yours a theatre studies uh, PhD, or is it something you want to speak to martial artists or martial art teachers? Who I mean, who is who do you, who does your work matter for? Do you think? Of course, I mean um, martial arts scholars, um, but my perspective or my methodological approach was um, combining two, um, two uh, theories or two academic fields that somehow have, uh, have commonalities but um, mm -hmm. are not really the same. And one is uh, performance studies and uh, another one is um, uh, sociology of practice. Mm -hmm. like when you think about Pierre Bourdieu, for example. And um, yeah, these are maybe the, the three academic spheres that I want to contribute to with my, my research. Mm -hmm. And is your, was your PhD research, was it kind of, was it like an autoethnography or a study of your own practice? Or did you, how did you go about doing the research? Did you just take your, your vast experience of Taekwondo classes or did you do specific forms of research in particular clubs? Yeah, um, I focus in my research uh, on one specific uh, Taekwondo school in South Korea, in Seoul. Mm -hmm. And um, there I was part of the training for a few months. And um, yeah, I, I witnessed the training and I also participated in the training and um, my question was, my research uh, question was um, mainly how um, or which norms, uh, values and ideals are produced in the training and how this is done mm -hmm. um, by viewing the training itself as a performance where, where meaning is created between the participants of the performance. Okay, and wh wh what's your kind of conclusion? What, what norms and values do you think were produced in those classes and, and are they different from the, your experience in Germany or mm -hmm. other countries? Actually, I don't want to be too much specific about that right now because um, I would like to present this at the upcoming conference um, next year. Okay. Um, so I don't want to uh, put uh, too much spoilers in here. Okay. But, um, what I can say is that um, up until now, um, these norms, values, and ideals um, in Taekwondo, they, they can be uh, summarized or maybe um, put together under the name of Taekwondo spirit. I get, maybe you have heard this term before, like the, the essence of Taekwondo or, or however you might describe it. Okay. So um, in my research, I was thinking that there is this institutionalized Taekwondo spirit, you could say, which is um, always argued by um, being influenced by Oriental uh, philosophies and specifically Korean uh, philosophies here. And this is basically what is um, communicated in the training. So the training is just um, act of communication where this specific um, spirit is being communicated to the practitioners. Mm -hmm. But um, my approach then was, and um, here I'm, I'm arguing in a, in a similar direction as Pierre Bourdieu, for example. Um, he says that practice 
itself has a, um, in this case, Taekwondo spirit for itself. So that there is, on the one hand, we have this uh, institutionalized uh, Taekwondo spirit. And on the other hand, we have this um, performative Taekwondo spirit, which is uh, produced in the training itself. And um, yeah, my, my conclusion was that this uh, performative Taekwondo spirit is um, not very different from the institutionalized, but, but it is different. And um, it has aspects of um, modernity and things like that, that uh, this institutionalized Taekwondo spirit doesn't have. Mm -hmm. and, um, also, when you, when you argue from this perspective of performativity, it's even difficult to say that um, there is one specific Taekwondo spirit at all. So, um, the Taekwondo spirit is created in every, not in every dojang, but in every training session, there is a Taekwondo spirit created, which, which may differ more or less uh, from, from the Taekwondo spirit that has been created even in the session before that, for example. Okay, okay. And do, where do you think the, the, the idea of a, of a certain spirit comes from? Does it come from like a party line like you know they, like you know to be in this association the, this is what a, this is what this is what you have to advocate or does it come from something to do with the practice itself like the, the very nature of the techniques require a certain energy and a certain ethos like that produces a kind of a group vibe that that mm. then becomes the spirit or you know to to, to jump around like that uh, mm. To be doing complicated and, and often very athletic and gymnastic sometimes moves surely requires a, 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 a mood in the club that you don't have to have. Maybe if you're just boxing or if you're wrestling or something, maybe is it something to do with the embodied practice or is it just the tradition of this is the way we've always done it? This is what a class is supposed to be like, do you think? It's, it's, it's both, I think. What you uh, said before was, I think, that um, what's, if, if I may paraphrase it, the, the, the motivation of speaking of a certain um, Taekwondo spirit. Am I right there? Yeah, I think yeah. so. So um, there are two things, maybe. Um, one thing is um, that Taekwondo has been always, or has been always, but has been used in the past as a pedagogical tool um, for children and youth and the military as well. So of course there was this um, this strategy to 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 communicate a certain spirit that um, was viewed as uh, being positive for bringing up um, um, youth and uh, citizens of a new founded Korean country, of course. Mm -hmm. And then maybe also um, this this other aspect is to to separate um, taekwondo from other martial arts. So other martial arts have this and this kind of ethos or spirit, and we in taekwondo we have this specific uh, spirit that is uh, rooted in Korean culture and Korean history and everything. Mm. So, um, do you believe I, that? Do you buy that? Do you buy the? It is quintessentially Korean, or do you think that that's just a fabrication? Like they've just said, we like this. This is our thing. 
this is our export this is this is something that korea is south korea is and north korea in different ways is very famous for and therefore we adopt it as something that we think is a good expression of the way we'd like yeah. the world to perceive us i mean is what do you make of that argument like it's an expression of something quintessentially korean yeah i think um to to view this as the only aspect or that this is the one thing i think this is let's say problematic but um on the other hand um the at the moment you you put put this uh, this image into the discourse then it, it then then it becomes part of the discourse so of course taekwondo is um um is also influenced by this thinking and um so also the taekwondo spirit has has aspects of that of course but it's not the only thing there are also um a lot of other aspects um being part of taekwondo spirit that that they don't have anything to do with that mm -hmm. um and also um what udo munich argues that um parts of the taekwondo spirit are are also in this tradition of japanese martial arts because uh, japanese martial arts were one of the 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 basis for taekwondo so of course also these uh, narratives that were trans uh, were um were communicated there are also part of taekwondo spirit right now but it's all these all these things you know it's not this uh monolithical thing if you want to call it like that so what are your your plans you've you've um the phd work is done are you going to so you're going to present hopefully at our conference in uh switzerland in lausanne next year maybe hopefully, also yeah. in the the online korean uh taekwondo conference mm. what have you got any written plans are you gonna are you, are you going for a book or are you going for journal articles or what's the approach yeah so in in germany there is the um there is this regulation to um to receive your phd title you have to publish mm -hmm. so um i will publish my my thesis hopefully soon mm -hmm. and then um yeah of course i would like to go for some articles since um the thesis and the book will be in german mm -hmm. um maybe i'd like to um to take some aspects of that and put them into english articles so they can be also uh, read by english speaking scholars mm -hmm. that would be great mm -hmm. and um thematically i would like to go um i would like to um deal with um korean martial arts further but um maybe i don't know may maybe also taekwondo but also step away from taekwondo a little and um and deal a little with bit uh, with taekyeon mm. um because i find that quite interesting because i'm still interested in this um commonalities between martial arts and um theater and dance and um movement cultures like that and uh, for me taekyeon is um very much in the middle maybe between um martial arts and game and dance um yeah so i like to dig more into this maybe also because um um 
this to, to somehow deal with this perceptions of martial arts being something different from from dance mm -hmm. uh, i recall um many taekwondo practitioners are trained with saying that uh, uh you have to train like this and this because we're not doing dance here this is this is martial arts this is not dance and um, i was always thinking yeah but there are quite many commonalities actually between dance and martial arts mm -hmm. so i would also like to go more into this mm. and um yeah, let's see what, what what other projects will come up in the future. Yeah, and you want to stick with the you want to stick with questions around performance and theatricality because because that's your other real kind of home, isn't it? That's what you that's where you like to think and dwell. Right. And, and dwell. Yeah. Also, um, in this perspective of performance being, um, let's say, or let, let's call it a goal for training. Because, um, for example, when you when you're working with children in pedagogical settings, it's it's difficult to um, to keep their motivation if there is no goal in training. For example, you know there is the the, the goal might be competition. For example, mm -hmm. but um, I myself am not so much into competition, but I still think that it's good to have a goal, especially for children. So I would like to. Um, experiment more with the uh, with the possibilities of having performance as this goal of uh, martial arts training for for children mainly to to uh, train together and to develop a performance together and by that to to enable the children to to express themselves yeah I mean you can sell it you could sell that as well you could be you could be a stunt worker you could work on the theater you could be a fight choreographer yeah it's not just about competition it's not just about the color of your belt and it's not sure there's a world i mean that, that there's a world we of of uses of martial arts that have got mm. nothing to do with the literal fighting or the literal combat sport aspect that people think so much more yeah. I, I mean I, I totally agree this is what i want to talk about a little bit for the 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 conference in november the korean conference the blinkers that it puts over us when we just think of of these practices in terms of either sport or fighting like self-defense or something right because yeah what about the economic world the cultural world what about the theatrical world the dramatic world what about the existential and, and, and spiritual world and, and this kind of journey so it's been it's really interesting talking to you about this because now it's given me more thoughts i'll have to name check you in my paper and say thanks yeah. to Mark for giving me all of these um these ideas um but it's been really nice to talk to you today and um yeah it was great I, um look forward to seeing you in the online world again at the the conference in korea well yeah Korea <laughs> in November but hopefully indeed we'll we'll be uh, we can hang out again um, mm. in the conference in Lausanne next June July right that'll be good we'll have to spar on the beach again like yeah sure let's do that again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that was that was good good to spar on Venice Beach Martin Minerick thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me thank you Paul